What's up, Seekers of Strength? Welcome to another insightful episode of Gathering Strength. I'm your host, Ruby Rube, and today we're diving into a world of transformation, a world unlocked through the simple act of reading. Have you ever wondered how the words we encounter in books can transform our lives? How a rich vocabulary empowers us to communicate with precision and depth? Or perhaps you've pondered the mysterious superpower of concentration and how it's cultivated through the pages of a book. And what about the profound wisdom hidden within the inked passages waiting for us to discover? Today, we are embarking on a journey into the heart of reading, a journey that leads us to a mastery of language, a unshakable focus, and a wellspring of timeless wisdom. We'll explore how the right word can be the difference between lightning and a lightning bug, as Mark Twain once mused. We'll unravel the secrets of concentration, discovering how reading is your daily ritual of mental exercise. But that's not all. We'll also venture into the realm of wisdom where books serve as our guiding stars. As we immerse ourselves in biographies, we'll uncover the transformative power of personal stories. And when we dive into philosophy, we'll engage in profound introspection, pondering the great questions that have captivated human minds for centuries. So whether you're a bookworm or someone looking to reignite their passion for reading, stay tuned because today's episode promises to be a journey of words, focus, and timeless insights. It's time to gather strength through the pages of knowledge. Once again, you're going to learn today. Warren Buffett, he said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you're going to learn today. You already know, I want you to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was competing and dominating the bodybuilding world. That's right, I want you to look jacked. I want your veins to have veins. I want you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank. Life, it is heavy. We're not always going to have a spot. Luckily for you, I got you back. Don't worry. As we put in these reps, I'm going to be guiding you. I'm going to be there to help you. Put in the work that only you can do. We're going to get in our reps today. So if you're ready... I see you already taking your pre-workout supplement. We're all done with the warm-up, and now it's time to lift some heavy weights. It's time to step up to that bar and unleash the transformative power of reading. We're going to enhance our vocabulary, enhance our focus and wisdom. In a world dominated by rapid digital communication and constant distractions, the act of sitting down with the physical book and immersing oneself in its pages might seem antiquated, something that your grandma and grandpa did as they sat on the stoop. However, beneath this humble act lies a profound transformation, one that enhances not only your vocabulary, but also focus and wisdom. We're going to dive deep into how reading empowers individuals by enriching their vocabulary, honing their focus, and infusing them with wisdom. 
Language is the foundation of human interaction and understanding. And a rich vocabulary is the key to effective communication. When we read, we embark on a linguistic odyssey, encountering a diverse range of words, idioms, and expressions. As Ann Dillard noted, the written word is weak. Many people prefer life to it. Imagine opening up a book and stumbling upon a word like indefatigable. It resonates like a deep, melodious note, awakening your curiosity. You grasp its meaning within the context of the sentence, but what's more is that you internalize it. That word becomes a tool, a brushstroke in the vast canvas of your vocabulary. Now, prior to you stumbling upon that word, you didn't even know that indefatigable existed. Now, what I like to do is when I'm reading a book that is challenging my intellect, I'll have my phone next to me, and when I stumble upon a word that I'm unfamiliar with, first, I will try to decipher its meaning within the context of the sentence. And then, to deepen my understanding, I like to pull up my phone, Google the word and get the exact meaning, the absolute definition of the word. And once I arm and equip myself with that understanding and that knowledge and that wisdom, I go and read the sentence over and bada boom, bada bing. Now I understand on a deeper level. The process of learning, it is gradual, similar to accumulating colors for an artist's palette. Eventually, you find yourself effortlessly using indefatigable in a sentence to describe, you know, a situation that is going on. And this is not about flaunting your vocabulary. It's about precisely conveying thoughts and emotions. As Mark Twain humorously remarked, the difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between lightning and the lightning bug. Reading provides you with the treasure trove of lightning words, illuminating your communication. Now, because you know how to speak, you know how to articulate the thoughts that are bouncing around in your brain. Hell, whenever you say something, your words are going to land with a profundity and a gravitas, and they're going to echo like thunder rolling off a cavernous mountainside. Now, it's not just about individual words. Reading introduces you to the art of nuance. Yeah, you're going to have to put all those individual words that are bouncing around in your brain and meticulously arrange them in a sentence that expresses the most impact, the most impactful way. Now, you learn that words they're not merely tools. They are shades of meaning that convey sub subtlety and depth. Now, this nuance enhances your ability to articulate complex ideas and emotions with precision. You no longer settle for good when superlative paints a more vivid picture. You're not going to just say that you work hard and tirelessly. Nah, my guy, everybody does that. For you... You are an indefatigable person. You work and you persevere tirelessly. Your indefatigability, 
is inspirational to all those who bear witness to your greatness. In essence, reading is your vocabulary gym, where each book is a set of exercises. Every page turned is a repetition, strengthening your linguistic muscles. Go ahead and give those a flex. Whether you're describing a fleeting beauty of a sunset or the intricacies of a scientific concept, your enhanced vocabulary empowers you to do so with elegance and clarity. In an era that is characterized by relentless digital interruptions and the allure of constant connectivity, the ability to concentrate is a prized skill. It's the superpower that allows individuals to dive deep into tasks, solving complex problems, or creating profound works of art. Reading, in this regard, is the gym where your superpower is nurtured. And that superpower, my friend, is laser focus, beaming out of your eyeballs. Nothing is going to distract you. And reading helps you with your laser focus. Consider a wrestler preparing for a championship bout. It takes unwavering focus, practice, and discipline. Similarly, reading is your training ground for mental discipline. As Deepak Chopra observed, in the process of letting go, you will lose many things from the past, but you will find yourself. Reading requires that you let go of the chaos around you and immerse yourself in the pages before you. In essence, it's a practice of mindfulness. It's a moment where you surrender to the world within the book, allowing it to engulf your thoughts. This act of surrender is akin to meditation, where the noise of the external world fades away and you are left alone with the thoughts and ideas presented on the page. In our fast-paced world, this ability to focus is nothing short of a superpower. It is a skill that enables individuals to excel in their professions, to craft intricate art, to unravel the mysteries of science, and to engage deeply in meaningful conversations. Whether you're a student absorbing complex concepts or a professional tackling intricate projects, the mental fortitude developed through reading is your ally. Moreover, this heightened concentration extends beyond the realm of reading. As you train your mind to focus during those solitary reading sessions, you find that your capacity for sustained attention increases in other aspects of your life. You become less prone to distractions, more adept to prioritizing tasks, and better equipped to tackle challenges that require unwavering dedication. In a world where attention is a precious resource, reading cultivates the ability to allocate it wisely. Reading is your daily ritual of seeing, hearing, and speaking reasonable words. It's the practice that allows you to navigate the sea of distractions and steer towards the shores of profound concentration. Wisdom is the compass that guides you through the complexities of life. And books, they are our map. In the words of Confucius, by Three methods we may learn wisdom. First, by reflection, which is noblest. Second, by imitation, which is easiest. And third, by experience, which is the bitterest. End quote.
Now, reading combines all three methods, offering individuals the opportunity to reflect, imitate, and gain experiential wisdom. Biographies, for instance, introduce readers to the experience of lessons of remarkable individuals. As the writer Leo Buscalia wisely noted, quote, change is the end result of all true learning, end quote. Through biographies, readers not only witness the transformation of ordinary people into extraordinary figures, but also learn that change is not only possible, but often necessary. Two biographies that I recommend, and I have a podcast episode talking about these books. Number one is going to be Up From Slavery by Booker T. Washington, and the second is going to be Frederick Douglass, An American Slave. Both books, extraordinary. And after I was done reading those books, I thought to myself, I was like, man, if those two guys can uplift themselves from illiterate slave boys to prominent, well-spoken, articulate figures that are giving speeches before kings and queens and even starting schools and single-handedly uplifting their entire race, man, I need to step up my game. So go ahead and dig into my podcast catalog and you can listen uh, to the two podcast episodes that I created um, for those two historical figures. And whether it's, you know, reading, that's great if you have the opportunity to listen to those, uh, to their audiobooks. You know, that's another form of, of, uh, of learning. But man, consider a young reader that dives into the life of Nelson Mandela. Through the pages of his biography, the reader embarks on a journey through the struggles and triumphs of a great leader. They witnessed the transformation of a man who endured hardship, forged alliances, and ultimately brought about profound change. The reader internalizes the lessons of resilience, forgiveness, and the indomitable spirit of human perseverance. Philosophy, on the other hand, is a realm of profound contemplation. In the words of Voltaire, Quote, philosophy is to the mind what exercise is to the body, end quote. Reading philosophy is a intellectual exercise. It's a rigorous workout that hones critical thinking skills and invites readers to grapple with life's profound questions. In doing so, they become not just passive consumers of wisdom, but active participants in the ongoing dialogue of human thought. Two books that I will recommend if you want to get your philosophy game on is going to be First, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, the King Philosopher. And second is going to be Letters of a Stoic by Seneca. I remember there was a a sentence or a paragraph that Seneca wrote. He was writing a letter to his buddy Lucilius, and Seneca wrote, Count your years, and you will be ashamed to work for and desire the same things you did when you were younger. End quote. And at that point, I was internally struggling with some things. I was experiencing some stagnation, and I couldn't really put my finger on what the problem was until I, was, I read that, that sentence 
And I found that it was mind-blowing that Seneca wrote those words over 2,000 years ago, but it seemed like he, his words reached up out of the, the, the damn grave and it grabbed me by my collar and he was like, hey, this is what you're experiencing. You feel ashamed. And I was like, you know what? I am still working for and desiring the same things that I did in my younger years. And that prompted me to, man, take a long, hard look at the mirror. And the reason why I was feeling like I was feeling was because I was experiencing, you know, stagnation. I was doing the same stuff. Now, that prompted me to, man, take inventory of the things that were working in my life and the things that were no longer serving me. Because ultimately, you can't take the same mindset that you had in your 20s into your 30s. You can't take the mindset that you had in your 30s into your 40s and so on and so on. If you are approaching your 40s and you're still doing the same things you were doing when you were in your 20s, well, you know, I would invite you to take that sentiment that Seneca said over 2,000 years ago and apply it to your life and see if you are indeed doing something that is no longer serving you because, man, when I read that, I was like, all right, Seneca, those words that you spoke, they are still ringing true because, man, I was feeling ashamed of some of the things that I was pursuing. Another great quote from Seneca, he wrote, as long as you live, continuously learn how to live. I was like, man, how, how eloquent is that? Have you ever thought about that? As long as you live continuously learn how to live you know some people they stop learning and they just do the same things forever and ever even though it doesn't serve them so as long as you live continuously learn how to live my guy now imagine someone immersing themselves in the works of aristotle through his writings they engage in profound introspection about ethics politics and the nature of human existence They ponder questions that have transcended the ages. What is the good life? How should societies be structured? What is the role of virtue in human flourishing? Reading philosophy invites readers into a conversation with some of the greatest minds in history, encouraging them to explore and refine their own perspectives of life's fundamental questions. Now, throughout this pursuit of my own, Seneca, he also spoke about how when you spend time with philosophers, you will, you know, ultimately walk away thinking differently. And he compared it to someone who works in a flower shop. If you spend enough time around flowers, you know, a a florist, you're going to walk out smelling like flowers. And when I worked in fast food, One of my first jobs was working at Burger King. Guess what I walked out of that uh, place of employment smelling like? You bet your bottom dollar. French fries. Deep frying oil. That's what I walked out of that place smelling like. And now if you read enough philosophy, you know, scripture, things that were, you know, spoken over thousands of years ago, when you consume that stuff, well, you're going to be walking out smelling like a philosopher. Moreover, 
books serve as a conduit through which readers can access wisdom of generations. They offer insights into the human condition, strategies for navigating challenges, and perspectives on the complexities of existence. In the words of Carl Sagan, what an astonishing thing a book is. It's a flat object made from a tree with flexible parts on which are imprinted lots of funny dark squiggles. These squiggles, these seemingly simple words on a page, hold the collective wisdom of humanity, distilled and ready for consumption. In essence, books are a repository of human experience, a timeless echo of human thought, and a beacon of guidance in the turbulent sea of existence. How good is it to be among people who are reading? Now to recap and break down the power of reading into simple points, number one is going to be access to knowledge. Reading allows you to learn from others' experiences and knowledge. Number two, escape and empathy. You can travel to a different world and understand people's feelings through books. Wisdom and growth. Reading helps you become wiser and better at handling life's challenges inspiration and imagination reading sparks your creativity and can motivate you avoiding ignorance not reading can limit your understanding of the world and who walks who wants to walk around the world in their life existed in their life with a limited understanding of how the world works self-improvement reading helps you become a better person by learning from others Now in simple terms, reading is like having a superpower that lets you learn, explore, and grow, all by picking up a book and reading. It's your key to understanding, inspiration, and becoming a better version of yourself. The power of reading transcends time and circumstance. From the profound philosophies of Plato to the poignant prose of Shakespeare, history's luminaries remind us that reading is the gateway to intellectual transcendence. Franklin D. Roosevelt once proclaimed, quote, Books cannot be killed by fire. People die, but books never die. No man and no force can abolish memory. In this war, we know books are weapons, end quote. Indeed, the mastery of reading equips us with an arsenal of ideas, enabling us to conquer ignorance and forge new paths. As the philosopher Socrates warned, quote, employ your time in improving yourself by other men's writings so that you shall gain easily what others have labored hard for. End quote. The failure to engage in reading deprives us of the wisdom that has been distilled through centuries, stunting our growth and inhibiting our ability to navigate life's challenges. And I find that the miraculousness of reading, it exists in one's ability to accumulate and acquire the author's lifetime, decades of work and research, and toil, and discovery. For the reader, you don't have to do all that work. You simply pick up a book, and you read what that person spent a lifetime trying to figure out. If that's not 
bang for your buck, then I don't know what is. Reading, in essence, is the alchemical process through which we transmutate words into understanding, ignorance into wisdom. Just as an author's mind is poured onto the page, the reader becomes a vessel through which knowledge flows. As Jordan Peterson emphasizes, the everyday man becomes the hero of his own narrative, drawing from the fast reservoir of the human experience. In conclusion, the act of reading is far more than a mere pastime. It's a transformative journey. Through its pages, individuals enhance their vocabulary, sharpen their focus, and tap into the collective wisdom of humanity. Reading is a lifelong quest, an exploration of language, a sanctuary for concentration, and a treasure trove of wisdom. It's a practice that not only enriches minds, but also empowers individuals to navigate life's complexities with eloquence, depth, and clarity. In the words of Cicero, quote, A room without books is like a body without a soul, end quote. Books infuse our souls with wisdom, and reading is the key to unlocking the profound treasures. That'll do it for today's podcast. If I didn't entice you to pick up a book and start reading, then man, I don't know what will. Every single breakthrough when I reflect back on to my life, every single breakthrough that I experienced was preceded by a lot of reading. You can't fix any of the problems that you have with your current mindset. You need to dig and turn the pages and apply the wisdom in order for you to gain. And once again, we're going to end this podcast with the quote from Warren Buffett, the more you learn, the more you earn. That'll do it. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to give me a like, give me a follow, give me a subscribe, give me, give me, give me. And in return, I'm going to continue to give you awesome podcast content. Until next time, it's onward, always onward.